It's the last few days to play the Monopoly Collector Win Game at Vons and Pavilions. Play now through May 3rd, and you could still win incredible prizes, including a million dollars cash, a vacation home, and more. Look for products with the Monopoly Collector Win tags throughout the store. Score bonus tickets when you buy participating items, and collect game tickets for your chance to win a brand new car, a home makeover, or a trip of a lifetime. Play now while ticket supplies last. See game rules at playmonopoly.us. Monopoly is a trademark of Hasbro and is used with permission. Blog Talk Radio. Goodfellas Radio. just want to say hello to all my listeners out there. We are bringing back the special one, the lady herself, Linda D.T. Gross. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. It's glad to have you back for part two. Uh, For those who haven't heard uh, last week's show with DT, it was powerful. You can just go on uh, blogtalkradio.com slash goodfellasradio and check it out there. Um, I want DT, I want you to introduce yourself to all the new listeners we may have this week so they can know who you are and where to find you at, how to follow you, and what you do. Thank you. I'm an author and a speaker, and you can find out more information on my website, themensadvocate.com. That's themensadvocate.com. And I've primarily written a book for men regarding men and their issues, and you you guys can ask questions on dating and women and relationships and things that you're having trouble with or getting stuck on. Um, so I cover all those issues, all the way from single men and dating men, all the way up to, uh, you know, things that you should look for right before you propose, and the, the married guy as well. So anyone can benefit from the book. There's a lot of great information. Um, it's relevant. I interviewed over 20,000 men to find out what men on the street are really wanting, and I delivered in, in my new book. So you can find it, themensadvocate.com. All right. Everyone write that down, themensadvocate.com. I'm telling you, this lady has some real good wisdom for us men out there. Um, she's unbiased, and she's not dogging the man, or neither is she dogging the woman. She's just speaking, spitting out real facts about how to do and what to do and 
how to carry yourself as a man. I, you know, I, I'm personally ordering the book tonight myself, so I can't wait to get my book. Hopefully, I can get mine signed by the special lady herself. <laughs> of course, of and, course. Um, and keeping my archives. Okay, but tonight's show, we're going to be talking about the modern men and how to deal with them or how to respond to them, however you want to word it. And for the callers, uh, the call-in number is 607-203-5420. Again, the number is 607-203-5420. Now, before I even jump into the theme and the topic tonight, DT has released a special that I'm not going to announce yet. I'm going to announce it before we go to our breaks and when we come back from our breaks. But she has a, a special treat for the listeners um, that I can't wait to uh, spurt this information out because it's amazing. But for those who don't know me, I'm Randy Curtis. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy Chu. Um, okay, so the theme for the night is already set in stone, the modern men. And I want to set the pace to a DT like this. Um, I want to begin by posing a few questions with this in mind. Uh, if the female was allowed into society because of back in the old days uh, with the rights for women movement and all that, if they were allowed in society from an economic building standpoint to work and vote and all that, um, increase the economics. Is that the reason why the courts and the police are so much in favor of supporting the women? That's question number one. I'm, again, I'm going to ask these questions uh, one at a time, but I just want for the callers uh, to get a feel for what we're talking about. Uh, question number number two, are men not supposed to show anger? And if not, why are we constantly asked to express ourselves? Isn't anger and an emotion? It should be expressed. <laughs> Question number three, are men no longer a need in the modern-day home? <laughs> <laughs> Question number four, why do all men feel that they're born with the weight of the world on their shoulders? And my final question is, are men the helpmate now and women the leaders in the home? And are men pressured to fulfill other people's dreams? Is marriage designed only to benefit the woman? DD, those are the questions I have tonight that we're going to discuss along with your input. So I want to get your, 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 um, your perspective on what was the real reasoning behind allowing women to have equality with jobs and things like that as men? Right. Way back in time, it used to be a female-dominated world. This is back before the days of Christianity. And Christianity brought in the, the concept of marriage to benefit uh, women and children, because 
in general terms, women, men are more able to take care of themselves in, in the wild and, you know, they were physically able to take care of themselves in the wild, whereas in general, um, you know, if a woman was faced with, you know, a, an animal or a tiger or a beast or, or some sort of threat, some sort of maybe a tropical threat like a tsunami or something like that, because of the physicality between the differences between the, the genders, women would probably die off, and the children whom she was looking after, they would probably die off too. So way back in the day, women were honored. This is before Christianity, and it was a female-based um, society. All that changed when Christianity came into the picture, and they decided that women had too much power which when you look into the, um, the origins of who has the power, in my view, I think that's a correct assessment, that women do have the power. And somebody asked me that recently, and I said, um, if you're in an interaction with somebody, meaning that it's a potential customer or it's, a, it's your boss, or you know, any, any situation where it's an uneven balance of power, the person who has the right to say no is the one who has the power. So biologically wow. speaking, um, biologically speaking, the woman always has the right to say no. Either she's going to let you into her body or she's not. And if you force yourself on it, you know, luckily, uh, force yourself on her rather, luckily it's against the law. It's rape, Okay. So even though the power might be small, it might only be a small percentage, but at the end of the day, she has the right to say no. So in that sense, if you take that to a more global scale, women always do have the power. Somehow along the way, they've lost that notion. They, they got brainwashed and decided that we don't have any power. And they forgot how to be feminine. They forgot how to use the, women, the, the feminine power, or they never learned it in the first place. So they mistakenly thought, okay, women don't have power. All right, so with regard to your first question, there were two women's libs. The first women's lib happened in the 20s. And the reason why that one, the suffragette movement, the reason why that one happened is all the men were off at war. You know, we had World War One. We had World War II. It was one of the few times where women had to go to work because there was no men around. They were all fighting the war. So, you know, they had, they had to work in the factories and they had to um, help supply, you know, the supplies for the war effort. So the first movement I have no problem with. I mean, it was, you know, once-in-a-lifetime event you know, the World War One and Two, and there was no choice who was going to run things. Of course women had to work. So they stepped up to the plate. They did their job. When the men all came home, you know, the men took over and they went back into the household. So from that time, from the 20s to the 70s, somehow or another they decided as it got closer to the 70s, they decided that women have no power, that we're sitting at home being barefoot and pregnant and we have no control and men are running things. And Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot my thought with the Christianity. 
men decided when they started Christianity is forget all this women, this female power, we the men are going to take over. So from Christianity forward, it, it became a patriarchal society where it was male domination instead of uh, cherishing their women. So it has some basis in male power. It, it does. Not a lot, and because if you look at biology, biology still says the woman has power, so get over yourselves. But the men convinced themselves to band together and unite, and they're pretty good at that because women don't unite very well. They're too catty with each other. And so the men <laughs> banded, together, banded together and decided to have male domination. And then it was like that for a couple thousand, you know, a couple thousand years. So <clears throat> anyway, somehow between the 1920s and the 1970s, um, it went okay for a few decades, and then as it got closer to the 70s, they decided, okay, women have no power. We're sick and tired of staying home. We're sick and tired of, you know, not being in control of our bodies, not being in control of our lives. So the second women's lib happened in the early 70s, like in 1973, and the reason why it happened then is because of the invention of the pill. The pill was invented in the late 1960s, and it was the first time that women had control over their bodies. Now, it didn't become, the pill didn't become mainstream until about 1971, 72. By 73, you know, it was kind of like buying a condom. Anyone that wanted to have the pill, they had access to the pill now. So it was the first time that women could control their body. And in controlling their body, they could decide, hmm, I'm going to delay pregnancy, I'm going to go to school, or I'm going to delay pregnancy, and I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to delay pregnancy and do whatever, you know, whatever her heart desired. So that, that delaying created power for women. So, you know, the whole thing got convoluted, and the, the women of the day felt, like they had no power, so they felt that they were, you know, abused by men and put down by men and in the shadow of men. So they figured, okay, we're going to turn the tables now and we're going to abuse the power in reverse. And that's when it started in 1973 with women's lib. It started male bashing. And it's just every year it's just gotten worse and worse and worse that they're putting these men down to where in 2014 it's not even okay to be a guy. I mean, at every step they take, wow. they're trying to womenize men. Right, right. Womenize men, doing, yeah. They're, um, they're succeeding, unfortunately. So my voice is, I'm putting a voice to that because I think it's wrong. And, you know, who, who uh, better than to call these women out than another woman. Because I, I know their tricks. I know why they're doing it, how they're doing it, when they're doing it. And I'm not going to let them get away with the BS that they're doing. So I'm the mo voice for the, the men's movement. Oh, the men's movement. I actually don't like either movement, and I'm going to tell you why. 
I believe, um, first of all, well, as far as the Christianity that I know, the Bible that I read, um, if we are taught to esteem the woman and treat them right, I, I mean, I understand that people twist and manipulate the Bible to whatever means of fashion mm-hmm. they want to. I mean, Hitler used Romans chapter 13 to try to kill off the Jews. <laughs> and so, I mean, I understand <laughs> right. that. But as far as from what I know and what I've been taught and me being a student of the Bible itself uh, is that we are supposed to lay down our lives for the woman uh, because Christ laid down his life for us. But mm-hmm. besides that, you bring up a very good point that I uh, wanted, wanted to talk about. You talked about the, the, women, the women's lib in 1973, but it started in 1960 with the pill. That pill and delayed pregnancies, and which overall opened up the doorway for abortions, it's like if men, how can I say this? If society, I, I think it's society's fault and evil men's fault that women weren't given the praise that they were due because of them taking care of the home. For example, like, you know, men were programmed since, like, I, like one of the questions I have, since we're born, we're programmed to feel like we have the weight of the world on our shoulders, like we have to go out here and we have to work. Um, we have to have a career, have a house, and do all these things. And then when we get a woman, we got to f- help her fulfill her dreams and make sure she has the finer things in life and a nice house, the American dream, a few kids. But it's like the men are now getting left out. And what I mean by that is that there's no balance. So if we had a radical feminist movement going and we were combating the radical feminist movement, then there would be no balance because it would be women versus man, which to me wouldn't solve anything. I believe that the the solution lies in women like you that saying, hey, let's stop the trickery, and, and honest men saying, hey, let's stop the domination, and let's, and let's work together to build society as a whole. Because what I believe happens is, Whenever, whenever someone is oppressed, uh, male or female, they tend to, when the opportunity comes to strike the oppressor, if they have the balls enough to do it, they actually do it. And I believe that's what the women in this society have done is that, like you said, they felt uh, at a disadvantage at one point, and then when they started getting avenues to express themselves and now with the women's rights and the feminist movements and things like that, it's kind of like they are saying, okay, now we can strike back at all the men that done it, that that done that done wrong by us. And I believe that two wrongs don't make a right. I believe that if men did I, things I, wrong, I thoroughly agree with you on that. I, I thoroughly agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, even for me as a little girl watching all this, you know, the women's lib, I kind of did a head slap. Like, what are they talking about? Don't they know women? hold the power in the first place. Apparently they didn't know. So bless their heart. <laughs> okay, they needed a the they needed a revolution. All right, fine. We you know the go vagina ahead and give holds that the power. Them. I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> That's right. Right quote <laughs> me on a DT quote 
the person who has the right to say no is the one who has the power. Yeah, that's correct. Whether you're asking for the raise correct. or the vacation or the promotion or or your your salesperson trying to sell a customer, whatever it is, Whoever has the last word to say no, that's the person that has the power. So look for that when you're in business because that's kind of an important trait to know. Um, <laughs> now, that, okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. So Finish your statement. In my mind, okay, they, they had their, their revolution. They had their liberation. And that's all well and good. I have no part problem with that aspect of it. If they felt that they needed to go through that and they needed to stand up and have a voice and, you know, declare that they have choices in life, I'm all for that. I'm all for the empowerment of whatever is, is going to better uh, their position um, individually and in society. You know, you have my blessing on that, the movement, is I feel you cannot have a liberation with one sex to the detriment of the other sex. Meaning, if you're going to have a liberation and you have certain issues that you think are unfair and unjust, it's totally fine to bring those to the forefront. But don't, you know, don't um, step on your, the opposite sex or whoever your oppressor is in the meanwhile, because that's ridiculous. Meaning that both parties have to be elevated. Both parties have to be liberated. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You know, and that you can, you can extrapolate that to, you know, race relations or, in this case, gender relations or whatever. You can't, like, elevate one group to the detriment of the other group. It makes no sense. Right, because right. Because ultimately it's going to backfire. I believe that's what you were talking about earlier. Uh, when you said that they're trying to womanize men. Yes. Well, they want men to be more and more like women. And why is that? It's all based on control. It's easier for her to deal with, and she can control you. But who is that benefiting? Because then you have a bunch of weak-livered men out there. That's not going to do you any good either. You still need people, you know, to protect and serve. You still need people who are, um, who do dangerous jobs. You still need people to invent, um, you know, things that are beyond our imagination. You still need the male energy. So it's not going to do you any good to have a whole society of people who are, quote, unquote, soft. Someone yes, a bunch of moist. Work. So yeah, someone has to draw do the dirty work. I mean, if if you're <laughs> making the, all the men cry at the movies, who's gonna you know go in the in the sewer system and clean the sewers? I mean, who's gonna go in there? <laughs> y- you know, <laughs> someone still has to do those kinds of jobs and tasks. Right, right. And if the women aren't now, gonna do it, if they're if they're not gonna climb, you know electrical poles and risk, you know, electrocution and falling off the pole and, you know, injuring themselves and paralyzing themselves. Well, who who's going to do it then? If you've feminized all the men, who's going to climb up on those poles? Right. So you see, society's trying to build uh, uh, women uh, versus dykes is what I call them. <laughs> That's what I call womenized <laughs> men uh-huh. because you're 
you're really a female posing as a male if you're that soft. In my in my book, anyway, that's I, I call them dykes. Uh, moist men that walk around, feminine is all <laughs> that can be, and you know they're scared to do a bunch of things. I mean, I don't want my military in my country to be surrounded by a bunch of filled with a bunch of dykes. I want some men that's going to go in there and shoot some heads off. But that opens up my first question uh, that I really want you to go into detail about is if women are oppressing men today in today's society, and uh, and the, I'm not talking about the moist men. I'm not talking about those womenized dykes walking around. I'm actually talking about the alpha males. I'm talking about the real men who still hold on to the t- traditions of daddy and granddaddy and great-granddaddy, those hard men, real solid men, when they feel oppressed, usually when someone feels oppressed or they feel like the cards are not even or, 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 or how can I say it, society has viewed them to be shot at um, on an uneven playing field, is it wrong then to have anger but yet you're constantly being asked to express yourself as a man. And what if that anger is a part of your expression? Why is that view so wrong? Well, women today seem to think men expressing anger is there's something wrong with that. Unfortunately, there's 30 different emotions, psychological emotions. Women can express all 30 because that's socially acceptable, and men can only express one, and that's anger. All the rest of them, you know, as a four-year-old, most young boys are taught, you know, don't cry. You know, bottle up your emotions. Like, they might feel the emotions, but it's not really safe and, and socially acceptable to express the other 29 emotions. So, yes, I right. think uh, men are getting the short end of the stick with that. And with regard to your other question about, you know, are men today being dealt um, a bad hand? Yes, they are being dealt a bad hand. Um, It's a game that they can't win at. You know, it's a game, and not that they should win. I mean, like I say, both sexes should win. Both sexes should be elevated. Um, And if that's not happening, one of two things are going to happen, which is what I see in men today, they're at one end of the spectrum or the other. The one end is they just give up and say, okay, I'm just going to be cocky and arrogant and I'm just going to be a player. I'm not playing your game. So they abuse women by just being, you know, cocky and arrogant and players and all the negative traits that go along with that. You know, they're they're right. cheating and they're going out with five women at once and they're telling her, you know, kissy, kissy, I love you. And re- meanwhile, you know, as soon as he's out the door, he's on the, on the way, you know, woman number two. So that's how they get, e- that's one way how they get even with you is, you know, they're, they're trying to beat you at your own game, meaning the women. That's one set of men. The other set of men are 180 degrees on the other end of the spectrum and they are resigned, okay? They're sitting in the corner and they're not having any testosterone, and they're, they're going to say, well, let the woman come to me. Let the woman risk rejection. I'm not going to go to her. Let her come to me. Let her ask me out. Let her pay for the date. Let her face rejection. 
you know, so they're just sitting there being, um, pardon Cupcakes. my French, pussified in the corner because they're resigned. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So who is that benefiting? Okay, listen, women, like which one of these guys on 180 degree on this end of the spectrum or 180 degree on that end of the spectrum, who the heck are we kidding here? How is that both of those types of men benefiting society? It's not. It's not. Both men are trying to get even with women. One group does it quietly. The other group does it quite loudly. It's not benefiting anybody. Wow. Yeah, that's that's true. Especially the cupcakes you were talking about sitting in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, we have know, to go I do, to. No, I go do, ahead, go I ahead, do one statement. on one coaching real quickly. I do one on one coaching, and probably one of the most prevalent types of calls I get is the forty year old virgin. They're the ones that are sitting in the corner and they just can't get it done. They're just too shy and too quiet and they're not gonna take any risk whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. They you, you I hope you that you're uh uh you're unwomenizing those men. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Oh my goodness. One person at that's, a time. That's good. <laughs> oh saving the time, men uh, society one man at a time. That's right. If we have DC, time, I think I'm gonna call you. Offer. Oh yes, we're gonna take a quick break. Before we go on break, DT has a special offer that she has, and I want her to announce it right now. And I want the listeners to listen to this offer because it's amazing, and I'm gonna take advantage of it. Yay. <laughs> All right. It's just for the people who are listening to your show. I've created a special page. So for the next 24 hours, they can go on my website, themensadvocate.com forward slash get it now. Get it now. So they're gonna, I'm going to offer my book. I, I am offering my book at 50% off. And this will go on for the next 24 hours. So uh, if you're listening on archives... Um, it will end at at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the 19th. So between now and then, go get your book, themensadvocate.com forward slash get it now. All right. You got it. Callers, when we get back in break, please call in. The number is 607-203-5420. Don't forget... <laughs> Go to themensadvocate.com forward slash get it now. The special offer is only for 24 hours. We'll be back after this commercial break.
contains violent content. Parental discretion is advised. Bye, 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 bye. Seeking truth with true. We are talking about modern men and how to deal with them with our special guest, Linda D.T. Gross. And the call-in number is 607-203-5420. Also, Linda D.T. herself has put out a link on her website to get her free for the listeners. I mean, to get the book at a discount for the listeners on this show tonight, it's only a 24 hours, so that means you got till tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern time to get this, and the link is themensadvocate.com forward slash get it now. The book is amazing. I'm telling you, I'm taking advantage of it. Back to the topic at hand, Ms. DT. Yes, we sir. were talking about our men not supposed to show anger, and you answered it quite well. Now, the next question that we're going to jump into, and callers call in any time, is this. Are men no longer needed in the home? Has society given so much power to the woman that now the man feels unwanted and unneeded at home? Speak on it, D.C. Well, I think that's one of the the horrible tragedies of the early 70s women's lib movement. Um, You know, once the pill came along and they got the freedom to control their bodies, they just, they, those, some of those women were able to go to work. Prior to that, you know, she had to wait for her husband to bring home the bacon. Now that the, some of those women were going to work, they decided that, hey, you know, I can run the household and I can bring home the bacon, so therefore I don't need you. It was our highest divorce rate in our history, and those women kicked out all their men. And while they were wow. at it, they said, don't come near my son ever again. So they made it wow. near impossible for those men to come around. And they, it, it, the, the women of the day decided men were not needed. So, you know, unfortunately, what they should have done is they should have taken ownership of the situation to say, I chose the wrong guy. I chose the wrong husband. But they didn't do that because they wanted bigger power than that. 
So they said, all men are bad, and they divorced you, and, you know, while you're at it, stay away from my son. I'm going to raise the son in my own vision of what I think, you know, a great man should be. So you have a generation now of young men who have grown up primarily with female energy. So we're talking about his mom, the grandma, the auntie, uh, the next door neighbor, the school teacher, who is primarily female as well. So that young boy Correct. is spending 18 hours a day around female energy. Nothing wrong with female energy, but to the detriment of not being around male energy, that's something seriously wrong. So, um, so, so anyway, what she should have done is she should have said, okay, I picked the wrong guy but she still should have brought the son around other male energy. She should have brought the son around grandpa, around uncle, around a sports figure, around a religious figure, or whatever other kind of mentor, male positive mentor she could come up with. She should have still exposed her son to male energy. And because that didn't happen, you know, we have a generation of young men who are lost for the most part. Well, so, yeah, it, it women, just, made it, women made it wrong for, you know, you to be needed in the home. Wow. Was it the women or was it the evil people in power that strategically placed it that way? Because you made a statement that said that the women kicked the men out of the homes and said, don't come around our children. Now, a man in his right mind would then go and say, okay, well, let me take this to court and get custody or share custody uh, to see my children. But that in of itself has backfired on men because most of the cases uh, due to custody battles go towards the women, and it builds the economy because the family court system doesn't have a jury, so therefore the judge's final say-so is actually final say-so. And so therefore the woman who is viewed by society as the victim is automatically rewarded with the children. So there are some deadbeat dads out there, don't get me wrong, but I hear, I'm hear i starting to hear about a lot of cases of men who are really trying to fight to be in their children's life but the court system is not allowing them because of the manipulation of the woman. So I believe Agreed. that women... I think, I think there are more men's groups today and there are more uh, attorneys who are representing men's rights today and they've made a lot of strides. It's not perfect yet, but it's, it's on the path. I mean, you guys have to band together and see what other fathers are doing single fathers are doing who are in your situation. So, you know, there are power in numbers, so I would say, you know, try to go that avenue. And, you know, it's your child's life. That's your offspring. And you want to be a part of that child's life just just like the mother has a right to be in the child's life. At the moment, the laws are still stacked against you, but hopefully with legislation and as time goes on, um, it'll the score will even. I mean, you know, maybe we have to wait another decade or another two decades before the laws 
are fair for the single fathers, we're not there yet. I agree, but um, there have been some inroads that that uh, shine the light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. So keep keep on it. Right, and it starts by not being resigned and showing an interest in your child's life. So. It's it's a hard battle, but it's a battle that's absolutely worth fighting for. You know, your child's life and destiny is at stake, and it is my opinion that uh, children absolutely need their dads. And there are critical um, milestones, which you can read about in my book, that, that relate to that. For, for um, daughters, it's the critical ages between 12 and 16, they absolutely need their dads in their lives. And for the young men, for the sons, the critical ages are between 17 and 21. So it absolutely needs to get happened. Stay stay the course. Yeah. We, we, a lot, see, and, that, and I believe the mod, see, that goes with along with the what you said about the womenizing of men, is that men who are, usually supposed to when you have an alpha male he's he's the type of man that when he has a goal or or he sets a goal he's going to go through any obstacle to fulfill it but you have these moist dyke dudes walking around <laughs> who uh <laughs> don't they'll start something but they won't finish it i mean you know the right. alpha males you know we get hit we may fumble, we may even mess up, but we'll pick our head up, dust it off, try to make things right, and keep going towards a goal that we have set. But these dyke men that's walking around, it's kind of like, like you said, they, they, they give up. And I believe society has made it easy for them to give up because society is trying to make the men become feminine. And I believe um, the reason why is because for so long in the past society has has tried to make women become men and what i mean by that is this um you put a beautiful woman into a sweatshop or a mine uh, um one of those those places that build weaponry, like you said talking about the world wars and things like that those were times where we needed that because all of our men were at war. But then, but because we were, let's say, over-selective on picking all of our men to go to war, it was kind of like society created a monster inside of the woman that that rose up and said, okay, now the man's not that important because everything he can do, I can do and try to do it better. And so I believe that through comment, through the mistake of over-selecting men in warfare, we have uh, subconsciously created that monster in women, which is coming back to bite us now. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you asked an earlier question with regard to, you know, who started this mess? Is it just the women saying, you know, the men are bad and having the women put down men, you know, does it start and stop with that? You know, of course, that, that is true. I mean, women do put down men. But if you look at it from a political point of view, 
um, it's it's my belief that there are a few heads heads of uh, corporations, multinational corporations, who pretty much run the world. They run, you know, our food supply. They run our politics. They run our money. They run, you know, so many Uh-oh. things. They run our our environment. So if you look at a more global picture, and if you if if your listeners halfway believe any of the conspiracy theories. Um, they're saying that these uh, 20 multinational corporation guys actually funded the effort for women's lib. They they wanted to create this chaos. They wanted to create oh, yeah, they did. this big divide between the sexes because at the end of the day, that's going to benefit the guys at the top. And how does that benefit them? Control. If the two sexes Absolutely. are at odds with each other, and the family unit is broken, guess what? They have more control over you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean when I, when I say the evil men in power. It's that 1% dominant people, evil people that's in power that are strategically uh, setting things up with the help of demons, my personal opinion, I believe, and I want to say this because you said a word that uh, a lot of people uh, toss out when someone speaks against the system. The word conspiracy. It's really not a conspiracy when it's true, if that makes sense. <laughs> if, some, true, right? if something is true, would you say? No, I, I agree with you. Yeah, if, I, ha- if, I mean, if I something... use that word loosely because we're not here to talk about politics tonight. But you know, when, right, you, get, right. when you reach when you reach down really deep, like like why would why would society end up like this? Um, it's my theory. If it something doesn't make sense, you just follow the money. If it just right. doesn't doesn't make <laughs> sense, that means somebody on the other end is benefiting from. This this area or these set of people's pain. Someone's benefit with each pain, there is a benefit on the other end. So someone is, you know, if we have to go to war, say for example, the people who benefit right. from war are the people who are making the warheads and supplying all the supplies for the aircraft and the military and the and the pyrotechnics and the artillery and you know all the 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 IT services towards that war effort. Someone's benefiting from all that. So there's always pain, and the flip side of that is someone's, someone's getting a reward or a benefit from it. So speak, speaking of um, society being built on purpose this way, is it, is it safe to say that they are trying to make the man the new helpmate, and let the women be the leaders in the home? Or, or, or should I say, is that, the, is that the, do men feel victimized and they feel like they're the helpmate and that the woman is leading the home? And what I mean by that is this. We, I mean, growing up, you know, granddad and dad and great-grandfather, you know, we all were passed down as men that men are the leaders of the home, where the leaders of the home, we're supposed to do A, B, and C and lead our woman uh, 
physically, emotionally, spiritually, economically, we're supposed to be the leaders. But society uh-huh. today is totally flipped that. And now um, it's like the woman don't need a man economically, spiritually, physically, um, or or even emotionally because economically women can have jobs just like men. Physically, she can go to the store and buy a bunch of toys or whatever to satisfy her sexual needs so she doesn't need a man in the home. Uh, thirdly, emotionally, I mean, women got ice cream and their girlfriend. <laughs> you know, so it's like, where does the man fit in? For us alpha males, like, how can we create a need? I remember uh, you you were on uh, Zoe, on the Zoe What Morning Show, and you and uh, Uncle Bobby <laughs> were uh, talking about this. You know, back in y'all day, there was a need. For the man in the home, mm-hmm. is that need still there? I think that you know, obviously, the need is still there, but many women are convinced that they don't need the man. So, you know, the universe sort of will give you whatever it is your thought process is. If you think you don't need a man, you will get you will step into a world where you don't need a man. Like what, not in a what good gives way, the woman that thought? Not in a good way because you're you're putting blinders to the fact of all the good. You know, I'm not saying you know men are great in every single area, but you're putting blinders to the fact with attributes that men bring to the table that are really great things, and they might be things that complement a woman, that enhance a woman. So you're putting blinders to all that. Wow. A real man can enhance the woman. I like that. That's I'm I'm that's a that's a definitely getting written down. A real man can enhance the woman. See, that that's so profound what you just said because you know, when when women get together with other women, that is their sense of, "Oh, I'm getting my enhancement from there and not from their man, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a woman will confide in another woman before she confides in her man. Not all women, but some women will do that. And I believe that's Mm -hmm. because society has has raised it, raised things up to, to say that a real man is not in the home or not needed, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the chapters in my book talks about how do you know if she loves you? Ooh. And one of the attributes that I look to is the man has to the the man has to feel needed in order to feel loved. Wow. So if she's putting out a presence that she doesn't need you you might stick around for, I don't know, three months, four months, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, no matter how gorgeous you are, no matter how much money you make, no matter what big a circle of friends you have, that man is going to walk. Because wow. I think it's man 101 that um, inside, inherently, he naturally wants to provide for her. 
and today in 2014, I'm not talking about money. I mean, it can be money, but I'm not talking about that. It could be, you know, some of the other attributes that you mentioned, um, emotionally or spiritually or physically or, uh, you know, he teaches you something or he, you know, you, he has your back. Let's say you're going after a particular career or profession or or an athletic endeavor or whatever, and he's got your back, he's with you, he's supporting you. So there's like, I say in the book, there's like 20 different ways a man can lend support to his woman. So if uh, the man is not getting that done, if he doesn't feel needed, then he goes right to, I feel rejected, and he will he will leave. Wow. Do you find that to be wow. true? I, I actually agree with that. I've I've actually seen that play out where a man who doesn't feel needed in the home uh, begins to close his mouth. Some men shrink back, close their mouth, and they become like passive and yeah, like soft. What, like what am I chopped liver? Like you know, he has to have a purpose purpose for being there. He doesn't want to be chopped liver. Right, right. He wants to be an equal <laughs> right. partner in your life. And then, and then on the other side of that, you have men who get angry and build this uh, bitterness towards the woman, and it could escalate into uh, domestic violence and things like that. It's because somewhere, somehow, they felt unneeded or unworthy to be in that woman's life, and their heart is screaming, I really want to be with this woman but there's no need for me to be here. Now I'm rejected. So because I'm rejected and I feel uh, depressed about it, let me oppress the woman who's doing this to me. I believe it creates two monsters in one stone. Uh, you have you have the, the, the man who becomes passive and sissified and becomes a dyke, and then you have <laughs> and then you have the over-controlling, angry man that society throws in jail and locks up um, and has all these classes that he can attend to control his anger when really all those classes and even jail itself cannot do what the voice of a real woman can do. A voice of a real woman can stand up to any man and say, no, I need you because you are A, B, and C, and it will actually change the whole mindset of that man in that moment. I believe that the woman's word choice and her tone can actually change a real man's life. That's what I believe. That's what I've seen, and that's what I've experienced even in my personal life. Like, you know, me growing up, um, you know, me being a rebellious child and running rampant in the streets, it was like, you know, it was, you know, you treat women the way you treat them, you get as many as you can. But when you get a real woman in your life, it's kind of like, wow, you know, even when you have those bumps in a row, she can still speak to you. I'm talking about real women. I ain't talking about the ratchet club women or the women who are trying to control men and do all that stuff. I'm talking about real women can stand up to a man and say, no, I see destiny inside of you. I need you to be this man. Because in overall, it affects our family as a whole, and we all grow when the real man grows in the home. So I totally agree with what you're saying um, as far as the the, uh, the spectrums and the response of a man in those types of situations. 
Um, and I think that the flip, the flip side of that is true, too. I think, you know, uh, having a good woman by your side helps, you know, motivate the guy for him to reach, you know, his wishes and aspirations and for him to accomplish things that he could never think that he could accomplish on his own. So it works both ways. Right. Now you do you do life coaching is and, and relationship coaching as far as how to teach a man to get a real woman, correct? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to just wanted to throw that out there for any man who uh don't know how to find a good woman. The man's advocate herself is right here and you can find her on themansadvocate.com and you can get the book that she's so often referenced. Um, at themensadvocate.com slash get it now. Uh, it's half price off, um, only for 24 hours. So 9 p.m. Uh, on June 19th is when that offer is shut off and it goes back to regular price. DT, we have to take a quick break. When we get back, I want you to touch, uh, I want you to make the statement you were going to make um, before break so that we can carry on the conversation after break. Is that okay? That sounds great. All right, we're going to go on a quick break. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Bye, 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 bye. We are back. Okay, DT, that that point that you were about to make, uh, we were talking about um, the men in the home, modern men, and how to deal with them for the listeners. Uh, Callers, you can call in 607-203-5420. I actually, uh, DT, I actually 
didn't uh, accept the caller because we were making so much valid points, and I didn't want to get interrupted. But callers, please call in. (laughs) Also, (laughs) go to the website, themensadvocate.com forward slash get it now. DT is is giving her book at a discount price. Um, the book is Mastering Women, the definitive guide to understanding and being effective with women, only to the listeners of this show for 24 hours, which means at 9 p.m. on June 19th, the offer is over. And that's themensadvocate.com forward slash get it now. DT, finish your statement. We were talking about uh, society and men being leaders and being rejected and dyke men. <laughs> Refresh my memory on on that string. What were we just? We were we were talking about. We went to break and um, I, I think I lost my train of thought. Oh no! <laughs> we were talking <laughs> about um how the woman, how the man can feel rejection and it makes him shrink back. And I said they become dyke men because they become sissified. And then on the other spectrum, uh, they can become controlling and angry and, ab- and abusive. Controlling and angry, yeah. Th- those are the, the two sides. They're either going to, you know, go on the attack, which is the Tyrone, or they're going to retreat. retreat. <clears throat> either way, this is not the action of what I call an authentic man. You know, an authentic man uses his good judgment and he will go on the attack when the situation calls for it. But I think the type of man that you're you're talking about, he's like an angry mode 24-7. I mean, that's like not normal and not healthy. So he's just, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Can you blame him? Yes, I, pardon me? Can Can I blame blame him? him? No, I don't blame them. I mean, the situation really is, you know, I think to a lot of men who are on the other side of this, you know, glass wall, it's sort of like it's kind of hopeless to some. They feel like they're in a no-win situation. It's bad enough that they have to fight with their woman, but the court system and society is also stacked against him. So it's not like he's dealing with just one person. He's got a whole, you know, posse of people who are not on his side and don't understand. Um, One of the things that, you know, when I, one of the comments that I used to get a lot when I first wrote the book is like, oh my God, you're talking about thing, you're talking about the elephant in the room. You're talking about issues that all men face, but they're too afraid to talk about them you know, even with among each other, they're afraid to bring this stuff up because they feel like they will be less of a man that they can't cope or they can't deal with it. And so no one says anything about it, which is right. not the way to deal with it. But anyway, um, you know, the the book will will enlighten you with a lot of these different issues on how it came to be, why it came to be, and, you know, whether or not your woman is emasculating you and what to do about it. I have actually lines and phrases in the book that you can use and put into effect today. And they're not angry words. They are neutral words, but you're getting your point across without allowing her to walk all over you. Wow. 
really it sounds like effective communication would solve a lot of problems between spouses. Um, if you look at it, a female, a male, a female and a male in a conversation, the males, the female thing is understand what I'm saying, deal with my emotions. The male's thing is let's look at reality, and I'm not always wrong. Um, and I believe it goes back to everything we were talking about, about how the man doesn't feel like he's the leader in the home. Um, and the just of a man getting angry in an argument, you can mostly 75% of the time trace it back to he doesn't feel like the woman is allowing him to be the man. Um you know, a lot of men, and I um, was asking people in my job, around my job today about this very topic, and and a lot of responses I got back from customers and my coworkers was this, was that we're not asking, we're not asking the woman to allow us to control them. What we're asking is for the woman to allow us to lead them and make mistakes in the process. And that stuck out to me when they said that because one man actually cried. I'm not going to put his name out there because he's listening right now. But he actually cried and he says, I'm not asking, I'm not asking her to let me control her life or dictate her life. What I'm asking her is allow me to lead as the man in the home, even if I make a mistake know that that mistake wasn't intentional and that my motive behind it was not a wrong motive. It was a motive to benefit us as a family and not me to control you. So I believe a lot of men that are in the home, even men with their children, I feel like the even the good women are fighting against the grain inside of them subconsciously of letting the man be the man in the home. And, I, and But how can we fix that? I mean, I know your book talks about all these things, but how can we fix this problem? I mean, if you look at all the great men uh, that we can look up to, in particular people like Martin Luther King, you know, and Malcolm X and, you know, all people like that, they had strong women that were around them, that were in their life, even their wives, you know, they had to endure even more so than what those men had to endure because they was the wife with all those emotions. But what if, how can I say this? I don't believe that Malcolm X and Martin Luther King could have had the sharpness of mind that they had back in their day if they were alive and living in today's society, simply because the woman would not allow them. That's a very deep point, a very valid point. It's hard because, you know, the women in the women's lib, from the women's lib day forward, they were brainwashed that, you know, you have to do it all. You can have it all. You can run the house. You can go to work. You can put bread on the table and you can have it and do, you know, have it and, and do it all. But that's not a true statement. I mean, it, it takes a cooperative effort to make the family unit work well. Um, and she was also taught back in the day, I think falsely, it's a lot of brainwashing that we have to unbrainwash, 
is that, you know, you can't let the man, you know, have control or lead because that will make you be back in the submissive uh, role, submissive like in the negative sense of that word. Um, right, right. You know, if you look at the true true definition of submissive, there's a lot of power in that word. Um, if you look to uh, uh, Eastern cultures and, and uh, religious origins and so forth, they, they ask you to submit to God, submit to your higher power. Um, same thing with women. There's a lot of power in being submissive to your man and letting him lead. Unfortunately, that got all twisted around to where a lot of women today think submission is a weakness or something to be avoided. It's a it's a very very serious problem, very serious. So how do you how do you talk to a woman who's not letting you lead? I mean, you have to say, look, here's my line in the sand. If you cross this line in the sand, I'm out of here. I mean, you pretty much, I mean, do you really want to risk losing me? Do you really want to fight this battle, you know, to the nth degree? It's like, who's going to benefit? We're both going to end up breaking up. So it's it's a matter of speaking with, and I'm like shortening (laughs) these words quite a bit. You'll get the full description in the book. But, um, you know, you have to be a bottom line man. And you have to have confidence. The book teaches you, probably half the book teaches you how to build your confidence. But you have to have the confidence and the passion and the conviction in what your belief system is, not in an angry way. You have to come at it very monotone and very, you know, even keel to where you're not getting her, you know, too emotional and too riled up. It's just very matter of fact, this is my line in the sand. Don't cross it, because if you cross it, I have to leave. Wow. See, and that they should have, they should start teaching this in high school and pull it over into colleges, how to communicate in the relationship with an opposite sex. And I believe that the school system should have that in play and hire people like you to be teachers in that because it would actually make society a better place. You know, you, you you can see, you can hear and do surveys on men who say, you know, if I had the right woman at my side, I could feel like I can conquer the world. That's a true statement. When you have a woman is, who you can, is... You can look back through history. It is a true statement. You You look at how... You know, these great uh, inventors or the great warriors or the great, like, whatever it is in his profession, it usually was because he felt supported and needed and loved in his household to where he could go out in the world and do these amazing, fabulous things. But But how can a man have the time to even go out in the world if... The woman's out in the world too, and he and they're both coming home at the same time. <laughs> um, you know, more power to the woman that works. You know, it's in today's society, it's almost a given. Um, I have no problem with women being strong in the workforce, and and I had a hard time with this myself. It's 
you know, I just had to learn it the hard way that I was coming home to this horrible marriage. I mean, I was pretty powerful in the workplace, but my home life was, you know, in the toilet. So I woke up one day and I decided, uh-huh, it's me. It's, it's, it's 100% okay to be that way in the workforce, but for me, I had to learn to turn that off at 6 o'clock, meaning that once wow. I walked through that door, I let, like you were saying, I let him be the guy and I went into my feminine role. And the woman almost has to make like a conscious decision because, you know, you're so like keyed up and wound up from work and the stress and the deadlines and, you know, the pressure and the, the politics of it all and the BS. That go, you know, you're so wound up from all that. It's really hard to put the key in the door and say, okay, you know what, I'm just going to leave that at the doorstep going to be waiting for me tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., pick it up, pick up that briefcase and take it to work. I'll take that baggage to me, you know, with me to work the next day. But while I'm in the home, the home has to be your haven, has to be both of your haven because, you know, the man is going through all that too. So you want, you know, a safe, quiet, haven, you know, uh, loving type of relationship in the house. And in order for um, both parties to have that, somebody has to give a little bit. So, you know, she's, like I say, the guy, like from our last radio show, the guy has to be more of a guy only by 1%. Right, right. Only by 1%. That's all it takes to restore fabulous balance. If she's like, you know, harping and totally on the man role, like, you know, 110% of the time, you know, eventually that, that, that marriage is either going to be unhappy or it's going to split up. It's not going to work. I, I, I actually agree with that. And I, but I will say, I will make this statement. I believe that, I believe that we've been taught at things twisted the last 40 years as far as emotions between the spouses and, and, and the sexes. And this is what I this is why I say that. I believe that women the the women of old, my mother, you, um the 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 Coretta Kings, the the Michelle Obamas, the, the, the mothers of old, not talking about the new mamas <laughs> but the mothers of old, um you ladies, and I say ladies with the utmost with the utmost honor and respect. You ladies, like my mama, were actually emotionally stronger than the men. And when, and the reason why I say that is this is because you not only have to deal with y'all emotions, but when you have a man who is goal oriented you then carry his emotions. You carry his excitement and you carry his failures because men are taught not to express themselves, but they're asked to express themselves. But when they come to the woman, it's like, I don't want to burden her down, so let me say everything is okay. That may not be fair, but this is the thought process behind it. Let me say that everything's okay or let me tell her a little bit but the woman can feel when something's wrong. And so the women of old had to carry 
when their husbands or loved ones were getting abused emotionally and spit upon by society uh, and spit upon even by themselves and as well as carry your own emotions on submitting to the man and dealing with the inner battle of maybe having the kids getting on your nerves or the job or just the random boredness at home, whatever, I believe that the women should be actually emotionally stronger because it takes an emotionally strong woman to support a physically and mental strong man. And that's why I made that statement. What's your thoughts on it? Speak on it. I agree with that assessment. I think you're right. I think you're right. Wow. She yeah. because See, you know the and, woman the woman is being the glue. Yep, that's you exactly. Know, you're yeah, you're the you're exactly. the box, you're the foundation, you know, the foundation for the house. But she's the glue. She's the the studs and the nails in the wall. She's holding the house together. Right, right. Absolutely. I, and and that nothing turns a man on more then when a woman got it going on in the home, I'm telling you, <laughs> nothing <laughs> makes a man, ah, you just want to just grab her and just, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 it's nothing like it when you can come home and the kids run up to you and they're screaming, daddy, daddy, and you can smell the food and you see the smile on your beautiful wife's face and it's just like okay let's put the kids to bed early and let's just get it on kind of kind of mode because it's like forget all the hell that I went through today I'm okay now because that smile just cured everything but we see society today has it where when they both come home at the same time oh baby let me tell you about my day I just need to vent this is what happened so and so got on my nerves blah 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 so the man now doesn't want to vent because the wife's already down. So he has to forget what he's going through or suppress it and try to build her up. And then when there's miscommunication, it's all already bottled up in the man, so he explodes in anger. You know what I mean? You get what I'm trying to say? Yes, of course. Of course. I, I, loved your, I, I loved your description. You know, like I was saying, it's uh, there's probably no greater feeling than to come home and feel that haven. Like you, you just, no matter what happened in your world today, good, bad, or indifferent, you, you come home and you want a safe place. You want you want a safe haven. Wow. Just had somebody on Twitter say, this show is changing their lives. Wow. <laughs> Don't inbox me. Tweet it out so I can retweet you. <laughs> wow. This, Aww, this show is changing. That's sweet. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing um, how just talking about something can, can, can help out someone's relationship, you know. And I believe that's what society needs. They need women like you and men like me to stand up and say it's not – all their fault or all our fault is both our faults, and let's find a solution. Okay, the first step to admitting that we have an addiction and a problem is 
confessing that there's a problem. We've done that. We've, we're have we quick to point the finger at ourselves and the other sex, but let's let's sit at a round table and come up with solutions now because time's running out and not to be a conspiracist, quote-unquote, but the agendas are being pushed, and we have to, if we want the world to grow to be a better place, we have to, we the people have to do that. You know, and that's what I truly believe um, needs to take place is that we need to not just identify the problem, but we need to get books like Mastering Women and get books like The Caveman Formula um, or The Sea Factor, things written by uh, DT herself. We need those books because those books will make society in this world a better place to live in. Because there's understanding, there's clarity, there's something that gives you a foundation to have confidence as a man um, on how to approach a woman, treat a woman, um, how to not get abused by the woman in today's society and things of that nature. So I I thank God for people like you, uh, DT, because I believe that God gave you the ability to understand the communication lines between male and female and write books like that so that people like the guy who just tweeted me that I didn't even know was following me <laughs> um, can say, can listen to shows like this and say, wow, this is, this is changing my life. You know, I believe this is a testimony to what you're doing in today's society. And I believe that you're just, not just a woman doing it. I believe you're an example of a movement that needs to take place. And that's just my personal uh, perspective and opinion on it. Thank you. I appreciate those comments and sentiments. I really do. I'm I'm very flattered and very honored. And, you know, I take my role uh, very seriously. I just, I really want to help. It really bothers me to see things so broken between the sexes. And if I can, you know, lighten somebody's day by, you know, even just by a little bit, you know, it just takes one person, one person at a time, one person at a time, you know, telling the next person, telling the next person, inspiring the next person, and, you know, I think we can hopefully overturn this, overturn all this negativity that we've had for the last few decades. Uh, you know, it wasn't meant to be this way. Um, it doesn't work well this way. And at the end of the day, I think women are the, women and children are the biggest losers in all this. I mean, they think they're doing everybody a favor, but really it's, it's just to the detriment of society in general. Wow. I agree. I totally agree. Listen, I want everyone right now on the sound of my voice to go to com forward slash get it now. The offer is only good until June 19th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's the book Mastering Women the definitive guide to understanding and being effective with women. Also, don't just stop there. Go back to themensadvocate.com and check out the other books that she has on there. Follow her on Twitter at DT4M on Twitter. 
I'm telling you, this woman, knowledge would change your life. You need to follow her. You need to get her books. The offer for her book, Mastering Women, she's giving a discount to all the listeners of this show only until June 19th, half price off. You can't beat that. You can order it right on the website at themensadvocate.com slash get it now. Also, um, DT, any final words that you would like to say, any statements or anything that you want to say before we get off air on tonight's show? I welcome the listeners. I invite your questions, your comments. You can write to me, info at themensadvocate.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, like you said, DT4M. Um, that's the number 4, 4M. Um, I also do one-on-one coaching. We can do it uh, in person or on the phone or on Skype. Um, you know, there's a lot of avenues that are available to you, and um, I haven't left the women out. There's a brand-new uh, dating book for women on my website, too. They can go check that one out as well. Um, it's called Hitched in 90 Days or Less, and it's it's a book for women who really don't know how to pick good men. Like I was saying, maybe there was an absent father. Maybe she's uh, one of the adult uh, daughters uh, of the female lib women, and she really doesn't know how to pick good men. So doesn't know how to look for things like character. I mean, I think a lot of the 20-something women today are just basing it on things that are obvious, like, you know, the size of his pecs or the size of his wallet or the size of his car or the size of his Oh, he uh, got package. cute eyes and long you know? brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, there there are many attributes and qualities that you can look for um, that extend those obvious qualities in how to pick a guy that really is, you know, your true blue authentic guy, a guy that wants to do well by you, and, and a guy, and more importantly, a guy that you want to do well by him, you know, so it's it's a two-way street, this is not a, it's, neither book is about domination or, you know, enslaving the other party, I mean, it's about a, a personal, a personal journey to make your life better, and when you make lo- your life better, it trickles down into you know other other people in your life, whether it be your your children or your community. So, um, but it starts with you. It's it's a personal quest. It's a personal journey to want to be better and want something better for yourself because you deserve it. So why not take advantage of the tools that I offer you? Now, what's that you? Again, say the book for the women. Is it you said it's called Hitch? It's called Hitched, like Hitch Your Wagon. Hitch is, is okay. kind of a, a nickname for getting married. Hitched yeah. in ninety days or less, which means that if you uh, follow the, the the rule book that I lay out for women on how to pick a guy, how and when and where to pick a guy that you will make yourself so irresistible that he can't not have you, that he will probably propose within 90 days. So, you know, I'm hearing a lot from women who have been, you know, dating the same guy for like five years, and I hear from the moms who say, please, you have to help my daughter. She's 29 years old. She's like never going to get married, and, 
and, uh, you know, all the other negative um, assumptions that women make about men. I mean, they they want to blame the men. You know, they say, oh, men are commitment phobic and, you know, it's him and he doesn't want to do this and he doesn't want to do that. When they don't look at their role in what's going on, what's preventing him from moving forward. So, you know, this book is a good mirror to see, you know, how is that woman sabotaging herself? Maybe, you know, the woman has a little tune-up in store. You know, it's not just him. I mean, if he's not proposing, if he's not taking it to the next step, um, almost always you can point the finger at the woman as to why that's not happening. You know, back in the and day, you can get this book on my website as well. Advocate.com. Right. You know, back Correct. in the day before the pill, the men of that day, they had to get married. They had to get married in order to have sex. So now, you know, sex is just everywhere. You know, it's, it's splashed all over the media. And, you know, if you don't give it up, Heck, there's 20 other girls. You can go right down the street. You can get it elsewhere. So, you know, men don't have to be in a relationship to get their need met, which is sex. So how is that woman going to capture his attention? Like, you know, you don't have to be sexually aggressive to capture his attention. And my book gives you ways on how to catch a good guy. There you have it, D.T., we have to do this again sometime in the future. Thank you, every all the listeners. Again, go to themensadvocate.com. Follow DT on Twitter at DT, the, le- the number four, M. And follow me on Twitter at randychew.com. DT, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Goodfellas Radio. It's the last few days to play the Monopoly Collector Win Game at Vons and Pavilions. Play now through May 3rd, and you could still win incredible prizes, including a million dollars cash, a vacation home, and more. Look for products with the Monopoly Collector Win tags throughout the store. Score bonus tickets when you buy participating items, and collect game tickets for your chance to win a brand new car, a home makeover, or a trip of a lifetime. Play now while ticket supplies last. See game rules at PlayMonopoly.us. Monopoly is a trademark of Hasbro and is used with permission.